If you are sitting at home next to your radio, you're hearing the music faster than you are if you're in the hall. Listening for the secret. Searching for the sound. This is The Sound Podcast with Ira Haberman.
Listen to the Chamber Brothers classic Time Has Come Today, performed by Bay Area Music Collective Moon Alice. The cover version featuring Lester Chambers on vocals, who originally sang the tune, is part of a nine-song acoustic release called Light Side of the Moon Alice, due out February 24th on Network Records. The collective, which has been around for a few years now in different configurations, currently includes vocalists Lester Chambers, Pete Sears on bass, a founding member of Jefferson Airplane, Grateful Dead and U2 advisor Roger McNamee on guitar, Barry Sless on lead guitar and pedal steel, Jason Crosby and Mookie Siegel on keyboards, and John Molo on drums. Lester Chambers' son, Dylan, along with Erica, Rachel, and Chloe Teichgen of the T-Sisters, round out the band's vocals. That's quite a group of musicians with a ton of talent. I recently had the good fortune of catching up with Barry Sless, who's on tour right now with Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers with the Wolf Pack, and the iconic Lester Chambers to talk about the band and the new release, Light Side of the Moon Alice. Let's start here, Barry. And since you've been around this band uh, the longest of the two of you, I'm curious how hard it is to get a 10-piece band together in the studio to to perfect all of these songs and to to first collaborate on them and then to perform them for for an album it seems like it's a lot of cast to to herd you know it's uh you might think that but it's not as as hard as it sounds with this group uh everybody's enthusiastic about what we do and um everybody was really driven to you know, make some good recordings. And um, there wasn't a whole lot of cat herding involved, <laughs> believe it or not. Right. Go ahead, Lester. I mean, you've you've worked with, you know, bands over the span of your career. Is Do you agree with, with Barry that it just, you just fell in? Everybody just fell in line? We are such a great group together. And we are so agreeable together that nothing comes hard. It's always easy and very enjoyable, which is how we want to present it and how we want our audience to hear it. You for see? sure. Um, is is Roger still ultimately responsible for the direction of the band in terms of songs you record and perform? Like, how involved are are you, Barry, in the process, or Lester in the process, or is it is it is it collaborative in that way, or does Roger mostly do most of the hurting? It's uh, it's pretty collaborative. Um, 
I've, a little of the hurting is my, uh, you know, falls on me. Yeah. Um, you know, just as far as coming up with uh, uh, sorting through the material that people bring in um, or bringing in, you know, material that I think will, will be good and, you know, coming up with uh, arrangements and stuff like that. Yeah, Roger's pretty, pretty open about things and, um, you know, wanting it to be collaborative. The first two albums really are this this mix of rock tinged Americana and and psychedelic soul. This this record is an acoustic record. I'm talking about Arms Reach Out now. Your third release mm -hmm. was it very different from the electrified versions in terms of in terms of well arrangements weren't too different. I don't think it's nope. just a matter of playing different instruments. Does that make it? different is there a different feeling towards some of these songs like nick of time and woo woo are two songs that were on the first two records is it is it a different feeling when you go to do them acoustically well you know we kind of went in with no uh preconceptions and pretty much just did what we do but uh with acoustic instruments um and no attachment to how it turned out and um you know what what you heard is uh is how it turned out. It, there it wasn't a conscious thing to make it, you know, to try and make it different or anything. Um, the the record label that we're working with wanted some acoustic versions of the, you know, some of our staple material, mm -hmm. and um, so that's that, that's how it came out. Lester, I have to ask about the acoustic version of "Time Has Come Today." It's so stripped down from the original. Um, right. But the message is as important today as it was when you first penned the song. Do you think the message may come through clearer in this setting? Because it, it's it's so different from the original. Well, when you look at how rock and roll is, is performed for rock and roll listeners, acoustic reaches a whole different level of listeners. So we we wanted uh, to uh, please everybody and make everybody happy. The difference in the the uh, rock and roll version and the acoustic version is, as you hear it, great again. Yeah. And with with uh, Barry in charge of all of the arrangements and stuff, we can't miss. <laughs> he wow. said. It's so great. It's, we're such a great, agreeable group of people. It's just incredible. I would say that the one thing that stands out for me, aside from everybody playing their instruments so well, is how your how well your voice has stood up over time. I mean, is there anything specific you do to keep those pipes in such great form? Yes. I wake up and thank God and ask him to bless me for another day. And Every time, every time I approach the stage, somewhere before I approach the stage, you're going to see me uh, thanking God for and thanking Him for the opportunity, and just you know, God is in charge in that respect, and He blessed me with this voice, and I'm going to use it for Him. Uh, the other song that is. Uh unmistakably you is people get ready and it's a song lester that you're very familiar with the band is very familiar with having performed it live several times but 
Uh, the Chamber Brothers covered it, I think, in '68, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, was it was it fun to to go back to that tune with with a larger band and and sing it again? Yes, very much so. It was what I wanted. Now it had to be. Yeah. It couldn't it couldn't have been no other way, uh, except just what it is. We wanted it to be. A, a great acoustic and it turned out to be that is is that you singing lead on california dreaming as well it was it's hard for me to figure out is that you singing lead on california dreaming no that's my son dylan oh it's excellent thank you it's it's, it's really well done is that a treat for you to have dylan in the band with you and, and playing with you oh my god if there's no words for how, how it feels to be next to my son and all I got to do is look up, you know, sometimes I'm looking up at him and I forget to sing. <laughs> because he is, he is so strong, man. He is so great. Yeah. It's a real family affair up there. Real family. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Not just, not just in terms of the chamber family, chambers family, but in terms of the whole band, you all are, have, have been, first of all, in this band for a while, but living in, either the Marin County or the San Francisco scene together for so long that it's impossible not to have that family vibe in the band, right? Well, yeah. Plus the fact that in addition to like in 2019, we added the Chambers brothers and the T-Sisters. So we right. actually added two blood families to the band, to a group that was already pretty tight knit and you right. know already felt like a musical family. So it's a big, it's a big happy family up there for sure. Um, something, something that you guys did different for this record is that you reached out with to Dylan Altman, um, famous uh, songwriter in Nashville, and he helped pen "Arms Reach Out." Arms Reach Out. How how involved Barry were you in that song? Because aside from the lyrics, the storytelling really does come through in in the music as much as it does in in the words. Were the lyrics written first and then? A musical treatment was put to it or, or how did that all come about yeah you know that was one that i wasn't that involved in we had different uh songwriting sessions with dylan where different ones of us each day would come down and work with him in you know in different groups of the 10 of us and uh that was a day that i wasn't available and he went over to uh where the t-sisters were and sat with them and came up with that they already had pretty much um I think they had all the lyrics down and he, you know, just uh, pitched in with some music. Not sure if he added any other lyrics or not on that one. Got it. Um, in terms of this record and, and performing this record, because it is acoustic, is the plan, I, and I know you only have a handful of dates up now, but I'm sure there'll be more available at moonalice.com soon. Um, a couple of um, cool um, festivals that you're playing, three festivals and well, two festivals um, that you're playing. Is the plan to do an acoustic set and an electric set, or is it is it sort of just going to be? You'll see when you get up on stage. Yeah, we haven't really discussed that yet, but I think that's a great idea. So far, yeah. I mean, we'll uh, we'll we'll give you credit for that. <laughs> great, <laughs> woohoo! Um, what what's happening in terms of the future? I mean, you you put out this record; it's obviously really exciting time. Um, it's the third. Is the plan to continue to write music and and tour music um, with this outfit, and and maybe even contribute more? It's it's been a while since 
you know, obviously because of pandemic and everything else, it's been a while since you guys really hit the road hard. Is, is that the plan? Well, uh, we've kind of had uh, some situations come up. I mean, in, uh, you know, 2019, when we got together and we, we recorded at the very beginning of 2020 before the pandemic started, and we had a full calendar scheduled for 2020. That was going to be our big year. And then we all know what happened then. So mm-hmm. we barely, you know, we maybe played a few outdoor dates in the end of 2020. Um, 2021 and 2022, there was some more things on the calendar, but our timing with different people getting sick at different times, a lot of gigs you know, didn't happen or there was another wave of the pandemic that came and the the clubs decided not to do the show. So we've, we've been a little bit snake bit in that respect with, you know, big plans to get out there and start doing it. Uh, in the interim, a couple of the sisters have started uh, raising families. Oh, wow. And so that's going to make um, touring outside of California a little more challenging. So we're trying to figure that out now. Uh, we certainly plan to do, uh, some more writing, maybe getting together with Dylan Altman again. We've discussed that and get together and do uh, some playing. And uh, we're trying to figure out the whole touring thing. We may go to Alaska. Uh, we're pretty certainly uh, going to be going to Alaska in uh, late July, early August. So I know we've got that. We've got uh, some dates around California. Uh, we have to, you know, it's family first in this band. So, um we, we, you know, we're, we got to roll with those punches and see where that takes us. Right. I guess that's the whole thing when it, with the fam, family nature of this band is that you sort of have to roll with the punches, right? In terms of yeah. who can who can go on the road and, and the timing of it all. Um, Barry, it must be surreal for you. I mean, you've, you've been doing this for a long time, but when you're standing on the stage with a, a legend like Lester, who I'm sure you listen to as, as a younger person, um, what what sort of goes through your mind when when you when you hear i mean you're you're right there with with one of if he's not in the rock and roll hall of fame he absolutely should be what what goes through somebody's mind when you're when you're playing along with somebody like lester oh it just it fills my soul up when he starts singing people get ready or one of those songs or he goes into a harmonica solo my eyes just like close and it takes me somewhere else He's so soulful. Yeah. Uh, don't listen to this, Lester. <laughs> uh, just, it's probably nothing so he hasn't heard before. And, and just embodies uh, the spirit of what the whole, um, you know, what started out as a counterculture cultural movement and the whole hippie scene. I mean, Lester is the real deal. He goes back to the very beginning and he's, you know, he wears it in his heart and you can feel it when you're up there on stage with him or just talking, talking to him. Um, just so, so soulful. Yeah. I, it's, it's, um, I, I love it. And Lester, from your perspective, I mean, these aren't young kids anymore that are, that are carrying the mantle. These are, these are many of these musicians have been around the block, but in terms of carrying on the tradition that you set forth all those years ago, how comfortable are you with with the legacy and and the people that you know are carrying on, uh, you know some of the things that you talked about in the '60s, but but more importantly the music and, and the soul ultimately. It's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing, and these musicians are to me 
as great as the musicians were, the greater than the musicians were then. And it's so easy. It's just, it's a, it's a one-way street and we're on it. And then we're on our way to the top of it, to the top of that hill. And uh, all 10 of us, we're going together. Oh, beautiful. Well said. Thanks both of you for uh, the great music and uh, for taking the time today. We really appreciate it and can't wait to hear more from Moon Alice. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Our pleasure. Thanks so much, Ira. What a great opportunity to talk with a musical legend in Lester Chambers and a very talented musician in his own right, Barry Sless. For more on Moon Alice, including tour dates and videos, visit moonalice.com. Before we leave you, let's fire up one more tune from Light Side of the Moon Alice. Here is the classic gospel-influenced tune, People Get Ready.
There's a train, a train of coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith. You can hear the Jesus coming. You don't need no ticket. You just You've been listening to The Sound Podcast. Technical production by Adam Karsh and Andrea Ruse. Inspired by the music we love. For more, visit thesoundpodcast.com.